Hi, welcome to the first ever episode of Not Quite Compassion with uh, Kyle Reynolds. It's weird talking about myself in the third person just now, but that happened. And uh, I wanted to take this episode to talk a little bit about what you should expect. Um, these episodes will be 20 to 30 minutes long, um, good enough for a commute uh, or a decent walk. The episodes will contain a lot of um, elements around progressive Christianity and um, what it looks like to learn to become a more compassionate person. I um, just started um, back into school again. I got my uh, master's from Multnomah University, and now I'm going back to Multnomah in Portland to get uh, my doctorate. I'll start in, in June, so like next week I go to class. And, um, and I, my end goal is to eventually write a book with the working title, Not Quite Compassion. And so this podcast will serve as kind of a way of me, frankly, like trying to work through some of these issues in real time. And I hope you find them interesting. Uh, so before we jump into that, I want, I feel like I should give a little bit of an introduction about myself and then also, um, a, a bit of encouragement maybe for us all. Uh, I've dedicated, I think probably 19, 20 years uh, of my life towards uh, some kind of ministry. I know that's a bit of a loaded term, but vocational full-time ministry. There you go. That's even more loaded term. Basically, being a pastor of some capacity for full-time for 19 years. A professional Christian, if you want to put it that way. Uh, in addition to that, I have, uh, this will be, I'm working on my third degree on things around Christianity and it occurred to me how so much of my career and so much of my education, so much of my life revolved around um, knowing about God, but how little of that's actually changed me. Because I think what's changed me has not been what's what I've known or not known about God, but it's been being known by others and even possibly by God. Uh, there's a difference, right? Like you have um, people ask things like, um, do you know the Bible? Maybe you've heard people say, uh, do you know what's right? Um, do you know what's your, what you're going to be when you grow up, right? Um, in my Christian context, the know your Bible was one. Uh, do you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? That's a good one. Uh, do you know where you're going when you die? As if any of us actually could. We just like have Doctor Strange powers. I just watched that movie. It's so good. Um, and so I, we have all these ideas of knowing things, but does that actually change who we are? See, I think those things that I knew or didn't know, they may have helped me feel saved, but I don't think I felt very safe because my faith was founded on being right rather than being loved. And I would much rather be loved than be right. And I've gotten increasingly more convinced that I'll never feel loved or accepted or known. Um, and I'll never actually experience real belonging unless it's something more than just knowing things or not knowing things. And this is this idea of learning to belong, of feeling the sense of feeling known, has um, has been even more difficult for me of late. Um, I recently lost my job, which sucked. 
Um, and I won't go into the details of it, but um, that whole evangelical world um, of Christianity, um, I felt extremely rejected from. Like I have definitely, I'm like the liberal black sheep in many people's minds that are in that circle. I've been told as such <laughs> that you're you're too liberal. And it, I think the, the crux issue probably, I would assume they would say the same thing, is that um, it's because I've changed my mind about the LGBT community. Uh, I also, now I, I feel, uh, I believe that um, we should accept and affirm them um, and they are welcome at the table of God. And that's, uh, that's something that idea is not welcomed in those evangelical circles currently. And I understand why I get it, but it sucks to be kicked out of that, you know, to not feel, to feel like I belonged in that for so long for like 19 years. Right. Um, and then suddenly to be ousted out of it, it, um, it hurts. Like I've lost relationships, like meaningful friendships of people that aren't interested in having a relationship with me anymore. Get this because of something I think differently in my head. Like it has nothing to do with like my lifestyle. It's not like I'm out clubbing, snorting Coke off of some person's back or something like I'm not out at a cornfield on a rave. Um, like I, I'm a father of two. I'm usually in bed by nine. <laughs> I have a pretty conservative. I am drinking a PBR right now. Uh, so I'm, I'm liberal about those calories. That's about as crazy as it gets. I've never even smoked pot. Like I, I'm not, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm traditionally a pretty conservative person. And yet, um, I no longer sense, um, a feeling of belonging with that tribe anymore. And what's weird, though, on the other end of it, though, is um, uh, I oftentimes feel like I'm too conservative for much of liberal Christianity uh, because I, I actually really believe the Bible. I do. Um, I think it's authoritative, and I certainly think it's inspired. And, uh, and I would even fit into most definitions of the Bible being inerrant. Like, I think it's so trustworthy and so helpful for me. And in, um, in so many different aspects of my life, um, I've spent so much of my life teaching from these books, this library of books, and um, it's words in those books that I feel like God has used to forever alter the way I see reality um, and I see others. I feel like I'm a far more compassionate person because of the words in that in those books. Um, and, I, and I'm not willing to just throw them out. And I, I don't, these are broad sweeps. I'm not saying that of all liberal Christians at all. I'm not. They're like, that's weird, man. It's weird having dear friends and people I highly respect on both camps and yet not belonging in either. Um, and so that's led me to feel like I'm without a tribe. And that hurts, right? When you don't get a sense that you belong and I'm only sharing this not to have like a pity party on me or whatever, um, but because I, I really sense I'm not alone in it, you know, that there, I think the advent of Trump <laughs> has caused that division even more and polarized faith and polarized homes and polarized churches and has left a huge amount of fatalities left in the middle somewhere of people that don't feel like a sense of belonging on either extreme. Um, so that that's caused me to do a lot of 
walking. Like I'm not in better shape. I've lost a bit of my tummy uh, because I've just been walking a ton and trying to process. Um, my friend Ryan Meeks, he he really really encouraged me to walk a lot, and I've been doing that. It's been trying to think through what does that mean to not feel like I belong in the areas where I used to feel a sense of belonging. I've taken up meditation as well. It's been so helpful to um, go through various guided meditations and um, and I guess any method um, of subtraction out of my life, for me at least, whether it's silence or solitude or simplicity, meditation, long walks, um, guided prayer, all those things like they have a way of subtracting from my life so that I, I can't run and I can't buffer and I can't get distracted by something on social media or I can't get outraged about something that another thing that Trump's doing. Like all those things deter me from facing what's really going on inside of me that I'm, I don't belong and it hurts. And, um, and I wish I did. And I, and I, I, I long for the day that I used to, you know, but you can't go back and it sucks. And I, I, I'm not the only one. I know I'm not. And, uh, so I, I'm not running from it anymore. I'm not buffering, except for a little bit of this PBR. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to feel my way through it, right? And in forcing myself to feel what it feels like to not belong, I'm starting to find some helpful things occurring. Like I, I'm gravitating towards the Beatitudes, these... Um, this sermon that Jesus gives on a, well, Matthew says it's on a mountain. Another one's, uh, Luke says it's on a plane, which we will totally come back to this later in another episode. Cause I got way too much to say about the Beatitudes, but, um, I, I, I'm taken by the first thing that Jesus says is blessed are the poor. Um, and, and that seems so counterintuitive to me. Like, that the people are who poor are poor in spirit. Like I always thought that the blessed people were the ones who are full of the spirit or, or, um, are you, are, is your, is your church spirit filled? <laughs> like you've heard these right terms, at least I have, um, as a way of determining whether or not that's the one that's really doing cool stuff, that that's the one that's really blessed. That's the one of God. And yet Jesus flips it as he always does. And he's like, no, you want to know who's blessed? The one who is spiritually inadequate, the one who's empty, the one who is fully, fully spiritually bankrupt. That's the one that God gravitates towards and blesses. And, um, and that's been me to some degree. Um, spiritually inadequate. Feeling like I uh, I don't fit in either group, and and um, it's forced me to look inward, I guess, because I, I notice that if I I keep if I if I if I'm the way I am in an unhealthy version of this bankrupt spiritual, I'll glob on to any community you can, right? You'll you'll like adjust and you'll masquerade and you'll fake it so that you can belong and inside you'll die. Like inside I'll crumble away. And I, 
I did that probably for the last four years of my life, trying to fake it and be like, oh, I'm on your team, evangelicals. And they were like, no, you're not. I'm like, no, I swear I am. And they're like, no, you're not. And I'm like, oh, shit, I really am not. Dang it. <laughs> so, um, so my worst suspicions were confirmed, you know, that I only belong because we agree about certain beliefs. And that's the worst kind of belonging. Because it only lasts until you have start to have doubt. And doubt is inevitable. Like it really is. It's just a matter of time. You put yourself out of a bubble and you force yourself to see the, the needs of this world, the tragedies, the heartache, the vulnerable people groups, the systemic injustices of our world. And you start to question things because what you thought A plus B equals C no longer equals C. The formulas start breaking down and your faith starts deconstructing and doubt comes in in the best kind of best and worst kinds of ways. And it's in those moments where what you thought worked for everyone really only worked for you <laughs> that um, you no longer agree. And um, you, I realized that my belonging to this tribe was only because of I, I did agree. And the moment I no longer did, the no longer I belonged. So there's like two paths you can take. You can keep faking it. There's a lot of pastors out there that just keep faking it so they can keep their jobs. And I, I get it. I'm not even bashing them. Like I, I actually really get that. You got to put food on the table for your kids and got to pay rent. And um, But it's at the cost of your soul too. Like you'll lose, you'll lose something in that, in that trade. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he says this really great quote. He goes, the person who loves their dream of community will destroy community. But the person who loves those around them will create community. I, what that says to me is that like, if, if I become that glob on person that just is willing to bend and adjust and fake it till I make it, I'll actually destroy the very thing I'm longing for. But if I have an inner sense of belonging that I come into a group of people as a healthy human that isn't looking to glob on and fake it and become anything they need in order for me to belong, but to have this inner higher sense of belonging, that's actually what creates a communal belonging. That healthy people create healthy communities. Brene Brown, one of my favorites, says this, because... True belonging only happens when we present our authentic and perfect selves to the world. Our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. It's ironic that what the very thing we want in our desire to grasp it and to cling to it, we end up destroying it. And when we let go and we allow ourselves to actually feel, to like really feel. That's where, for me, health has started to sprout. Healing happen. Like, it's in those moments of meditation and long walks where I, I lost my job and I lost my tribe and I have doubts and I'm poor. I'm, you know, I'm poor in spirit. 
that I have gotten and I, and I've refused to buffer and I've refused to run and I've refused to fake it. It's in all of that, like the cross section of all of that. I feel like that's where God has met me because it's in that, that I, I find the truest sense of belonging that I'm just fully known. It's not about knowing things or not knowing things. It's not about faith or about doubt. It's just, it's about being known. Like right in that spot, I am loved. Right then. And, um, and that's been, it's been joy. It's been healing. Like there is nothing I will ever do that will make God love me less. And there is nothing I will ever do that will make God love me more. Like I am just loved and I just belong. And I want you to know that you do too. Like if you resonate with any of this, um, I want you to know that you belong as well. That there's no need to keep faking it. And we can't buffer and dodge forever. It's interesting, actually. Faking it kills our interior. Buffering kills our exterior, you know? <laughs> like, that's how I got the tummy in the first place. <laughs> it's because I was drinking too much. Because I didn't want to face the sense that I'm scared to death because I don't have a tribe I can belong to anymore, you know? But faking it will kill me on the inside. Because my soul starts eroding away and I no longer know the person I see when I look in the mirror. You know, like, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. And if we just do neither and we just decide to feel, I want you to know, man, I've, I've experienced some real joy on the other side of that. And I'm not through it. I'm actually processing a lot even as I tell this. That's partly why I'm telling it, right? <laughs> it's because I need to process it more. But... I am starting to see a light at the end of the tunnel. And it has nothing to do with what I believe or what I don't believe. Like I've heard it said from, again, my mentor Ryan Meeks, like if, if God is a, um, some theology professor, when I meet him in heaven, let's say I die and I, I, meet, I go to meet God and he's at this gate. And he's just got this like clipboard and he's a theology professor and he just wants to know if I agree or disagree or believe or don't believe certain aspects of faith and um, belief statement. Oh, my. well, that's triggering for me. Belief statement. What a load of crap. Like we don't, we don't know what we believe. Peter Rollins says we don't know what we believe. We, we discover what we believe. And that's so true. Like you can say that you're, um, you're, covers don't have superpowers to make you invisible but if it's you're alone in your house at night or in your apartment and you hear a thump downstairs and you don't have any weapons like we've all put the covers over our heads <laughs> as if somehow that's gonna stop someone from you know like we don't know what we believe we discover what we believe and i'm discovering what i believe is that i belong that i am fully known and it has nothing to do with what I believe. And I would love for you to discover that too. Because 
this is a cool thing is because the gift that is given to me, now I'm starting to see that I give it to others. Like I don't, I care less what others believe too. And I'm not, I'm less looking to see with, they agree with the same thing I agree, then they can belong to my tribe that I'm making. It's not about that. Uh, I, I did that forever about Trump voters. It's like, oh, you, you voted for Trump. You don't belong in a tribe with me, my friend group, which is, I don't do that anymore. Like, that's not why I belong. Why should I make it about how others belong? That if you are like a conservative Christian or a liberal Christian or a Buddhist or an atheist, I'd just love for you to be my friend. And if you want to be my friend, then, then we can belong together. And that's what we want. We want to belong. So, may you belong this week. And you can believe whatever you want to believe. But don't let it hinge on whether or not you belong or not. You belong because you are known fully known by the creator of the universe. Where can we go from your presence, O Lord? Where can we flee? So may you experience this kind of grace today. Episode number one. We'll be back for more. Thanks.